0: From the I don't know what to say, I'm just speechless, to the We see all sorts of life changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles, and more. From just £2 a ticket, no purchase necessary. For competitions, rules, and conditions, see McKinneycompetitions.com. You know,
1: Rory Begin, funny story, Rory. Monaghan goalkeeper, he, he got gear off us. He was organizing, uh, he was head of Monaghan's development squads and he organized gear for the development squads. And he rang us then. Once we made delivery, he rang us and asked us to go for a coffee. And basically said, He delivered stuff in four weeks. He, it was all individually packed. It was all correct. He said, You wouldn't believe the hassle I've had in the previous years of, of putting these orders together. He said, But and you were a lot cheaper. Um, so he just said, I think there's something in this. Are you looking for someone? To be honest, we weren't. <laughs> we said it would be year two or, year, or the end of year one before we, we we look for someone. But when someone like Rory comes on and, and is mad to get in, we, we said, "Look, we'll, we'll do it." So Rory became our first employee. Um, that September of the first year, and uh, he's still with us, thank God.
0: Welcome to this week's rma Podcast. It's me, Hall here, not the voice you're usually used to hearing, but hopefully not too alarming. For this week's podcast, I had the pleasure of speaking to Kieran Quinn, a director and co-founder of sporting goods brand PlayerFit. Kieran, alongside friend and, and fellow co-founder Stephen Burns, who hails from Lurgan, watered the seeds of an idea just about three years ago in January past. While the repair remain very much hands-on, and that's everything from cleaning the office to picking and packing their product, their efforts have allowed the company to expand to a team of 15. Their first hire, Monaghan goalkeeper Roy Began, wasn't exactly planned but it's worked out very well for the company. Over the next 30 minutes or so our conversation takes us from the origins of PlayerFit just over three years ago to the present day. How they've expanded like they have, managing to be busier than ever during COVID or sport would ground to a halt and of course what the plans are for the future. Here, Kieran picks it up from the, the very beginning and how he and Stephen managed to end up in business together.
1: Yeah, we, we worked together for uh, nearly five years with the GA store. So Stephen was the sales manager there. I was uh, I was a sales rep on the road. And uh, being a sales manager, sales rep, there was that. So he was my boss and, and you, know, you had that. And But um, there was a healthy relationship. We, we, we pushed hard at sales and, and we worked well together. Um, we kind of both had ideas to set up on our own and we're leaving around the same time. And uh, we said, look, we can go at this together or we can go at it kind of against each other. And the market isn't that big. So we decided, look, we'll push on together. It halves the risk, but it also puts two good heads in there. And it was a good start. And for for the first nine months, um, it was just the two of us. We'd done everything in the office. So everything from sales to... To sort of pack, picking and packing, we're still doing picking and packing at times, especially before yeah. Christmas. But we just get stuck in and we give it a go, and um, it's it's really grown from there. Um So there was a knowledge that we knew each other's good parts, we knew what we were strong at, and it kind of it's worked well together. So yeah,
0: it it's- sounds like you know you had an idea, he had an idea. Was was there, was it a case of? I need to get it done for him or he's, he's taking not, not in a, not in a nasty way, but in, in a, in a more, you know.
1: No, I, I actually didn't know he was, he was going to go. And, uh, he kind of had an inkling that I was going, to, uh, sitting beside him at work. And he was, he was, he was my manager. And he kind of afterwards, a year down the line, he said, uh, you're asking too many questions. So I knew, I, I knew you were up to something. Yeah. So he was thinking the same. And as it happens, we went for a coffee one day and just said, look, what do you think? And, and it, it made sense it made sense that to have two heads rather than one because it is business can be lonely at times and then when you have you can bounce ideas off people it's it's someone you know and you can trust it's 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 a big help and it's worked out well
0: yeah i mean it clearly looks like it's it's worked out well for you guys uh, in terms of the initial concept then you know i'm assuming it's changed a bit from Maybe those initial conversations.
1: It has and it hasn't. Um, we, the biggest thing was to we we knew there was. There was a need for, an Irish brand with, good quality gear, and making it affordable. And we kind of stuck to that, and we still—that's still our, our, our goal—is to make it make it affordable. I have four kids, Stephen is two, all in sports, different sports. So one piece of gear doesn't do all of them. So you're buying gear for the swimming team, you're buying gear for the the rugby team and the soccer team and the healy team. So making it affordable was a big thing. Um, but it had to be good quality, and it did take us a while to to get that right. Um, but uh, thankfully we did, and that's. That's the feedback we get as well. The feedback is that stuff is good, it washes well, it, it, it you know it fits well, um, and people are people are actually not they're not saving money because they're buying actually more over a year, which is probably counterproductive. But um, you want to make something affordable, so instead of someone saving twenty quid, they're actually using that twenty quid to buy another top, which it's 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 good for them. They get more for their money, um, and it's good for, it's good for us as well.
0: Obviously, there's a you know a big sporting influence. In, in both in both areas, you talked about, you know, kids all play, playing sport. like But it seems like this, you know, I suppose most business owners would say, would say something similar, but a labour of love, you know, you're, you're in the sporting game. There's obviously, you know, big sporting background. This is something you clearly love doing.
1: Yeah. Well, look, since since no age, we've both been in sport. Stephen played for a rogue. I... I played in London for a while and then moved back to Collerville, uh, played with Collerville. My my young fella and I was playing on the senior team um, and the wife, the wife played for Armagh back in 2005, 2006. She won All-Ireland with Armagh with back then. So the whole house is sporty. We had a daughter who swam for Ireland. She's over at uni in, in England now. So look, sport is something we've, it's, it's, we, our life evolves around it. So I'm no different than Stephen and Speaking to Stephen on Saturday morning, he could be on a rugby side of a rugby pitch or side of a soccer pitch or a Gaelic pitch. It's it's that's our lives really. So, kind of, people might say not to go down the business route of, of, of what the rest of your life is. It, but I I find it it, it marries together. It, it just it blends so well that uh, all our contacts, all our people, I could talk all day about sport really. Um, so why not sport and gear? You know, that's uh, that's
0: exactly. I mean, that sounds. You know ideal and in terms of Stephen and yourself sporting connections is it, is it a good mix of sport there that you have or you know what's what is the focus
1: both of us are from GA background so it was natural that when we started that 80 90 percent of our of our of our customers were going to be ga um that's we've we quickly real quickly we quickly realized that you can't build a, a business on that. It's it's a, it's a, yes, it's a comfortable, comfortable thing where you're comfortable talking to these people and you know what their pain points are because you're in the game. Like I'm, I'm coaching a senior team in Louth. So you know what the players want, you know what their pain points are. So uh, that's a, that's a comfort thing and it, it helped start the business and get it growing. But we, we realized there's so many more sports out there, North and South, and even in the UK that aren't being serviced properly. And, you know, We've really got a foothold in rugby and um, we come up with a new material that the rugby clubs, especially down there around the Munster and Leinster regions, are starting to really, really take notice of. Rugby is a game where you have you have your Canterbury's, you have your Cookeries, you have um, Samurais. They're all massive companies. But with that, there's a downside that do, you don't get that personal service and there's longer lead times. So we're kind of we're hearing the pain now of rugby clubs and what their pain points are. Soccer is big, and we've a couple of good good things in the pipeline with soccer. Um, so we're starting to branch out to other sports, and look, even even and it might it might sound that I'm I'm looking um, at these being small sports, but they're not. But your likes of swimming, your likes of boxing, we, we picked up a lot of clubs pre Christmas of that had Christmas shops on. They were huge for us, and. Uh, it, it showed us that there's much more out there than your three big sports as such. There's there's a load of other sports that aren't being serviced. You know, netball, we're very big in netball in the north, um, but there's, there's loads of clubs in the south and, and, and across the water as well. So we, we feel that we're going to try and branch away from that GA specific into other sports, and that's where we the business is going to grow. You
0: know, how how different is it now than it, than it was? Obviously, you brought on a lot of stuff, but you said it was you and you know, Stephen initially doing everything and what, what was everything?
1: Everything you can think of, uh, from answering phone calls to trying to get sales, to meet people, to, when the orders came in to, to pick and pack them, to put them in the right boxes, to send them out to people, printing labels off for DPD, just everything. And to be honest, pre-Christmas, October, November, December, and a busy period, we were still doing the same things. Um, it, it, we're not, we're, you know, we've grown, but the, the business, because Business we still get stuck in so um, just basically everything from cleaning the office like we couldn't you weren't going to employ a cleaner we just weren't that big you know you had to go and do it yourself so uh, all that and you know Rory Began funny story Rory the Monaghan goalkeeper he he got gear office he was organizing uh, he was head of Monaghan's development squads and he organized gear for the development squads and he rang us then once we made delivery he rang us and asked us go for a coffee and. Basically said, he delivered stuff in four weeks. He, it was all individually packed, uh, it was all correct. He said, you wouldn't believe the hassle I've had in the previous years of, of putting these orders together. He said, but, and you were a lot cheaper. Um, so he just said, I think there's something in this. Uh, uh, are you looking for someone? And to be honest, we weren't. <laughs> we said it would be year two or year, at the end of year one before we, we, we look for someone. But when someone like Rory comes along and, and, and is mad to get in, we, we said, look, we, we'll do it. So Rory became our first employee. Um, that September of the first year, and uh, he's still with us, thank God. And you know, he's 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 flying. He's, he's a he wasn't from a sales background, but he was from a sporting background, so he could talk at ease to people. He could talk to people at ease about about sport, and then he would say, "This is what I'm doing," and it's worked out really well. So we've quickly jumped from from Rory being our first to now having 15 staff, which is uh, wow. which is uh, it's, it's it's really good. Shows yeah. you where, where we've gone.
0: Yeah. So Rory is the the influencer, should we
1: say? He is, but no knowing him and anyone that does know him, know that he's not that type. He, he, Rory would not use his name for anything. He's he's, he, he, he's shy enough, but he loves sport. Like he, you could talk to him about all day about about uh, golf or something else, a, a sport that he wouldn't need, But he he'd talk all day to you about it. So having that sporting background helps, but. Um, at times we kind of wish he would use his name a wee bit more, but he doesn't. He, he's not one of these lads that goes out and says, "I'm Roy Began." He that's the last thing he would say. But it's endearing to to, to know that, and and I think that's that sits well with people that he doesn't he doesn't.
0: Well, I mean, surely it, it obviously helps when when he's bought into the product before actually being part yeah. of the product. You know, which you know, it's probably a lot easier for him. To, to sell you know he, he's yeah. and it's it's worked for him so
1: well that's like even he's not from a sales background but um it gave him the confidence to go and sell it and uh, in sales it's, it's all about confidence and he had total confidence in the product he was willing to give up a job to go and sell this stuff so you know and that gave us a good bit of confidence to say we're doing the right thing here too which you know so it was a win-win for both of us um and Thankfully, he's still here, and he's he's hopefully be here for a long time more because he's he's a good lad. It's good having around the place.
0: Yeah, well, people people are the most important part of a business. You yeah. Know, so, hey uh, you you mentioned the word confidence. Setting up a business, I don't think not an awful lot of people will say they were confident. You, you might have bel- believed in your product, but you know, confidence in setting up a business, you know, two guys. You know, you mentioned the likes of you know, the bigger brands. Going, you know, you're going against. You're going into a market that has money behind it, and, and and you you talked about, you know, maybe the the personal touch, but there must have been some element of doubt going against large brands like that. Yeah,
1: you, you you do you do um, you do know it's a risk, and you know that um, you're taking a punt, but. Being in the business before, it was kind of a less of a punt. Having both of us in w- was more of less less of a punt. Um we knew that there was a need for it. We knew there were there was people not being serviced properly from from the big brands, and, and that's that's what we kind of brought to it. Um it still doesn't straight away that's in your head and you're thinking, Yeah, yeah, I have a product that'll that'll win. Can I go out there and sell? Yes, I believe I can go out there and sell, but you still don't know what way it's gonna go and uh, pretty quickly we, we got we got a taste that there's something here and um, you know the growth since then is just been i didn't expect it to grow so quickly but i knew that if we if we if we get out in front of enough, enough people we could sell our product and sell us and that's what we done early early on and now we're, we have sales people now with four sales people on the road doing the same thing so it's uh yeah. it is you do doubt yourself sometimes but then when you get the good feedback from customers um, just people are ringing you, or you get a nice message online, on one of the social media, saying, "Oh, love the gear I got last year. Can we, can we, can we have more?" And that returning customers is always the big thing.
0: And in setting up the business, Kieran, what what did that take? You know, if you don't mind me asking, in terms of you know, I'm sure there's a capital input, a you know, probably a hefty capital input, and you know, different things you have to consider. But how did you? And Stephen go about we want to set up a business just right down to the nuts and bolts of it how did you set it up
1: yeah well it didn't to be honest it didn't cost as much as we thought it would um we we the biggest thing was getting the right supplier and um then you know the the biggest money was was investing in a designer who can come up with our designs um and then getting that to go over to the supplier so it was more time spent. It was more hours put in to get it right rather than money. Um, and then we just we just had to go out and sell ourselves and, and, and social media played a big part. We had to get yep. word out there. Obviously we had a customer base that we could, that we've dealt with before, we could go to them. But again, you're dealing with the big brands, you know, so we had to sort of put the hours in really. And and that's when anyone asked me about what it took at the beginning, it was, it was the hours and the hard work, but thankfully it worked um setting up the business again it, it was just the two of us so we didn't have we didn't have hr to worry about we didn't have all staff to worry about so that took a bit of a headache we knew each other we we knew that each one would work hard to get it out so it's it's it wasn't it wasn't difficult it was just um having having the confidence to say, right, this will work. We just need to put the R's in and eventually we'll get to a place where we can employ people to, to, to help grow it. And that's basically it. Once we got our supplier in place, we had an office. I've 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 opened a few businesses before, so I knew that side of it. And Stephen is very, very hot on, on, on the finance side of it. So he looks after the finance and we split the roles. So I look after social media, um, new products and stuff like that. So we, we split our roles down the middle um, and finance is his. So I knew... Knowing him i knew that he would always keep on top of the finances so it didn't run away from us and thankfully it didn't and and we're in a healthy place now which is good
0: looking back three years ago what do you know now you didn't know at the time which you know if if, you know three years on like you know what would you have told yourself setting up at the time um
1: it's a tough one that I, i that it's it's difficult it's it's not it's not easy I thought at times, oh, this will get out in front of people, we'll we'll blow them away and we'll sell. It's not, you have to really knuckle down and work hard. Um, But delegation for me is something that I've had to learn a lot along the way. Um, uh, Stephen, if Stephen was here, he would tell you that it's a big part that I have to sort of knuckle down on and get, get, I'm still selling. I'm still trying to do all them little bits and pieces that we've done at the beginning. But we have staff in place now to do that to help us to help us grow. So, um, delegation would be one way of easing the pain um, and the workload, and that's probably if I told me if, I, if I rewind three years, I I would say to myself when you get staff, delegate a wee bit more, and uh, you know it would take the pressure off you a bit. But yeah, hard work is 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 the is the big thing.
0: I suppose you mentioned the most difficult part, but in terms of running the business now, like, what, what, what do you see still as the most difficult part other than, you know, your ability to delegate, but I suppose that's on you. But in, in running a business like this, what has been the most difficult or what is the most difficult? Uh,
1: I don't see anything difficult. I, I actually love coming into work, you know, it's not, um, and that's, a big part of having your own business, uh, you don't like you don't need a pat in the back from an employer. You don't need a bonus at the end of the month. You, you, when we get something big over the line, or even a small club's order out, and, and and they're delighted, that's a buzz you get every day. And you know that that gets you into work every day. Difficulties, you know, staff dealing with staff when you're up to fifteen is it's not a difficulty, but it's definitely there's a there's there's some headaches and there's some things that you're not used to and you have to get used to. So. Um, but again, a lot of it would be down to delegation. If I had, you know, I have total trust in all the staff, but sometimes it's me, a lot of times it's me letting go and and letting someone run with that. And I am getting better at it, (laughs) Um, but I kind of need to do a bit more. But no, I I don't see anything really difficult in it. Um, I think that the difficult part's over, Is getting it off the ground. That that first year was, was tough and a lot of hours, you know, you have two months before Christmas is tough and long hours and hard work. But there's a buzz at the end of it when we, when the when the clubs got their order and i like I tell you a funny story, uh, Stephen, we we're only three or four months old, mm-hmm. and Stephen said he went to Bundoran at Easter, or, or, yeah, at Easter, and he said, "Oh, next next time I go up there, I, I want to see someone wearing a player for top," and that was his big thing. And um, he he then I think he went back in the summer for a long weekend and seen someone. So it was only a few months later he would seen someone. So he was buzzing from that, but like. Every time I go out with the kids, whether it's... it's we were down in Kildare Village there a few weeks ago just for, for a day, and someone was wearing a player fit top, and the kids are there all excited, you know, player fit there. So, look, seeing that is is, 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 is massive, and, and seeing it all over the country, and then, you know, seeing people in the UK and, and America wearing it as well, it's just... It's, it's mind-boggling. It's, it's, you can't get, get, get a grip on it, but, um, yeah, that first year is the hard bit. I think from that, difficulties really aren't there, Um. Because we're we're heading in the right dire- direction, as such.
0: And in terms of the right direction, when did you realize it? Was there that epiphany moment that you know you realized we're on the right trajectory? Was that you know you mentioned buzz? What was the first big moment for you guys that you thought, yeah, we you know we're we're in the we're heading in the right direction here?
1: I think for Stephen it was Bondorn, but um, for <laughs> for me, I. And funny, we had a year, and then we had we had obviously COVID. So we, we didn't know what way COVID was going to go. We're starting to take legs, and all of a sudden, every sports closed down. Um, we quickly moved over to face masks. We were one of the first to bring out the branded face masks. Um, we brought that out early April. It was actually a joke. <laughs> I was minding a fellow I know in New York, his club had just bought gear off us. And so I got a face mask done with his club's crest, put it on on Facebook and it just went mad. I had companies messaging me on on Facebook, looking for these face masks and 200 of them or 400 of them. And we actually worked from home, but it was our busiest time ever. Was was that sort of April, May, June of of the first lockdown with face masks and snoods and, and when, it was Northampton Saints, the rugby crowd. They they actually rang me one day asking, could they order? um I think it was five thousand face masks. And then it hit me like this isn't this isn't cross lane or this isn't you know Scottstown or or, or or Clan Aaron. This is Northampton Saints. They're in the Heineken Cup and they're they're ordering from us. And um, even Lotus Cars in England, the massive company, ordered ten thousand. It just got crazy. Then I thought. But this is now not just here in Armagh or, or in Ireland. This is this is everywhere. And for me, that was the start of it. That was where that th- this could take legs. And the biggest thing about the face mask was it kept us open and it got a bit of money in the bank that it could help us then go on and push on whenever lockdown closed, which 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 we have done and we've employed more staff since then because of that. So it was, it was for me that was the moment that I thought, yeah, this is this is gonna be big.
0: I mean, yeah. So during COVID, you're saying basically you continued. You know, obviously it wasn't quite the same product, but you continued yeah. as as you were, and actually you were. You'd safe to say you grew during COVID.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was more adapting quickly. We could have. We had a healthy first year where we could have said, you know, we'll we'll sit, we'll do nothing, we'll write this out, we'll put Rory on furlough. Um, it didn't happen. We, we, we adapted over and we actually, we got busier. And um, sometimes you have to do that. Like uh, It could have been easy to spend the days um, out in the garden with the kids. If you remember back to that March and April, it was people going for walks and all that. I was actually looking out at the wife and kids in the garden um, from a home office. And, and But that's what needed to be done because we, we, we had intentions of growing and we didn't want to just sit and do nothing. Plus I thought with that social, social media is massive for us massive for everyone in business these days but if we had a shut, shut up shop we didn't know how long it was going to be for we then had to start a game with the social and get, get engagement where we still kept telling people we're open for business where we're still selling which helped the social media thing so it helped stay relevant really in that that social media market and then when then lockdown did open we, we were able to go back to our bread and butter which is sports gear but we still we're still selling masks and snoods, We're not we're not going to turn them away. Um, but yeah, when a big club like that come or a big company like Globus Cars, that's that's, that that was. And then what we did was something at the end of it was that we we made scrubs. Our supplier was sitting. He wasn't making clothes, so um, we made scrubs and we give scrubs away to, to to about six hospitals, north and south, um, which was so we give something back really, which was, you know, it. it it helped that feel good thing, but also, like, we, we know these are local hospitals, to us. this is like Craig Avon and, and, and Daisy Hill, and then we give a few to the south as well. It was just something to give back. When we were busy, it, it's great being busy and, and having money come in, but sometimes you think give it a wee bit back, and, and, and uh, it, it, it was good. It was, it was good feeling into them hospitals and, and leaving scrubs in at that time for the nurses.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned as well, you know, looking out at your kids and your wife and kids in the garden. A business like this, you know, I'm assuming, is all consuming. You know, at at, at the best of times, uh, there must be a strong, you know, you know, strong support network there to to be able to you know go full hog. And like you said, for someone that struggles to delegate, to go full hog, yeah, you know, it, it's it's obviously a great support network from from friends and certainly family
1: there is and there has to be and i think you know they've they sacrificed a bit over the last two or three years um they know we're doing it for the right reasons we're building something for a bit for them but um it's still probably hard to take that you know they're out enjoying this at uh, the summer and and we're we're working away but look it is without them we wouldn't be able to do it and and they know that we know that and, and it is you, you do need it i, I couldn't imagine now if i had I, I was going home late half eight nine o'clock some nights and and there was not a great atmosphere at home it just wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be right but fortunately there is for both of us we do know their pains and that there is pain sometimes you know when we we have to go down to a club in cork for the weekend but look they, they know that it's it's for the right reasons and um some, they see it too they get a buzz i know fiona my wife she'd be the first one to spot a player for the top somewhere so she gets a buzz when it happens and she'll be send me social media posts of people sharing it so you know, they're, they're involved in it too in a way and uh even before christmas there we had we had evening shifts of of, of fiona and the two my two smallest ones um up, help picking and packing and getting stuff out so and you know Stephen's family were doing the same you know that's it's a family business and, and they're all a part of it so it is it is it's definitely helpful that they're 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 understanding
0: Yeah. I mean, in terms of, you know, running your business, you know, if you were to give advice to someone, maybe reading this or or listening to this, uh, and wanted to get into a business, you know, whatever it might be, what sort of advice, you know, what would you say to that individual or those individuals?
1: Yeah, it's, um, I would, people are different. I'm one, I'm, firm believer that if you think of a good idea uh, you have to give it a go um my wife would disagree with me she would be a cautious one um you know at the time leaving a full paid job to go and start something you might not see a wage for, for for six months she couldn't get her head around that um but i'm thinking you know uh, definitely if you if you have strong beliefs that something can work it's, it's worth giving it a go and um if it's a six month a year or two years and it doesn't work out then that's all you've lost and you can go back to getting getting a job so as i said i've started a few businesses um so i'm kind of feel entrepreneurial but not really in the way too i do take a punt sometimes and it works out sometimes it doesn't this one definitely has um and Hopefully it's the only business they're going to be starting. (laughs) There's no need for any more, but um, yeah, give it a punt, give it a go, put everything behind it. And if you fail, you fail, but you you just go again. And uh, the other side of it would be definitely salesmen. Someone told me before that, uh, you know, it's worth employing salesmen. Um, Don't be afraid of it. And I think it's something definitely, these people work for 30 days before you pay them. Um, So, you know, if they're not worth their salt, to know, then you know you would know straight away. Um, I was hesitant about Rory, as I said earlier. Rory came on kind of early on when we weren't trying to get someone. Um, but then someone else gave me a bit of advice. Look, salesman is the way to go. They'll they'll sell for you. Um, they'll take the pressure off you. You can manage them. Um, and you don't pay them. You pay them in, ar- in arrears, which makes to- make total sense when it was told when it was said to me, and it's something I would say to other people. In fact, there's a there's a guy reaching out in England. Same same kind of business. He's doing it on his own for him. Um, and I've, I've said the same to him. But, you know, get get salesmen to do that that for you. Um, you know, you'll know after six months if they're worth it. If they're not, then get another one in and, and, and get rid of them. But that's it's taking that risk. People think, oh, salesman's going to cost me 25, 30 grand a year. They don't. They cost you that split in the 12, 12 months and each month they work before you pay them. So when I, that, that was said to me about two years ago, it, it made total sense. I never thought of it that way before and it's the way we we, we both now work, look at it. Um, They work for 30 days, then you pay them. So in that 30 days, they, they would have done enough work to cover themselves and it's not much of a punt then.
0: 15, 15 employees now, Kieran am I right in saying? Yeah. You know, three years in, you took on Rory in the first year, uh, I'm how long was it before you brought in someone on, on? You know, after Rory.
1: Well, it was the the January then of the following year because there was three people now selling. Um, we needed someone to do that kind of paperwork because otherwise, me and Steve were going to get dragged into that again. So, um, so we had an office admin, and then that was it until we moved. We moved office to Nuri. Sorry, no, we had we had two more salesmen on, on board until we moved to office to Nuri. We were we were based in Collaville. In a small office and now we're we're in Newry, which is halfway between both of us stephen doesn't have to travel to colorville anymore so he's happy um and yeah so it's, it's grown now to 15 because the more salesmen we have on board the more people that need to look after them in the office and that, that's where it's grown um we we have two graphic designers in house who deal with all the designs that people are looking for so you know it, it has to take that natural growth up so if you employ three salesmen they need designs they need people to do their invoicing so it's all part of it plus we were never online as in transactional online until COVID hit um so if if a club wanted a club shop we would go out to the club and, and do that club shop or you know now it's because of COVID, we couldn't go out to clubs so we, we quickly went online it took us about i think three days to get the website tra- transactional and, and uh because then that we need more staff to cover that. So there's more staff in house here to pick and pack every item. Before it was, I would send a box out to the club, and and, and they would do the picking and packing because it was a club order. But now it's it's all individual. So, um, more staff is needed for that. So that's 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 how it's grown to that level. But we have a few things in the pipeline that, if it, if they come off, we will need more staff to to back that up. So,
0: it brings me on to uh, you know, the point of. One of my final points, Kieran, is you know plans for the future. You know it's, it's going well, but like you said, you've got you know a few things in the pipeline. Is there anything you can divulge at this stage, or?
1: Um, it's just other sports. Um, it's it's moving into the sports and trying to get sort of move up the ladder in them sports. So it's it's your local clubs then move up to sort of your your senior clubs and maybe hopefully one day touch route into a professional club of some sort in in a sport. But that's the way that's where we're looking to go. Um. Whether it takes a year, it takes three, five years, it's definitely somewhere we're looking to go. So it's great seeing people in 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 Bondoran, which are top one, but it, it, we'd like to see it kind of on the TV at some stage, and uh, that's where we want to go really, because um, that's where you get the real buzz. Then you know when you see the brand out there, but uh, again, that's it's the other sports that we feel we, we did we did apply for GA license and and we were turned down. So hopefully that we can we can go for that again, maybe in a year or two's time. Um, that'll help us do county teams in, in here but um, while that's not on the table we, we felt that to go to other sports and try and grow it there as well. Back, we'll go back at it next year and see if there's any movement on this year.